The podcast of Matrix is a system listener, one that's based on experience, skill sets, and you. There are other hosts, but what I'm telling you is that when it's time to dodge the billing bullets for hosting your entire podcast library online, you won't need to. Plug into the real world podcast hosting solution now at podcastermatrix.com. That's podcastermatrix.com. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. The Small Business Saturdays podcast. With your host and my husband. And my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to Small Business Saturday. It is, let's see here, Saturday, the 2nd of February already. I can't believe we've already blown through January. So uh, hopefully everybody's having a great 2019 so far. Um, I want to dive right into this because I, I, I want to kind of got lots of meat to go through today and I, I'm guessing we're going to go a little bit long uh, but I told you last week that I wanted to kind of quickly review uh, what we talked about with the Facebook ads last week so um, let me get that out of the way here real quick I'm going to play a video and, and I'm trying something new here today so it could be an epic fail and it could be a great success my my hope is that it is a great success uh, so um, I'm going to put this video up here. Let's move that up to the broadcast and we're going to make it solo. And uh, let me play this video and, and listen through it. And then uh, I'll come back a couple quick comments and we'll dive into the metrics thing here today. So I decided to create a brand new ad as opposed to boosting an existing post. That way I could manage the timing of when the boosted post was going to be there. So I chose conversions as my objective and then went through the process of adding everything that I needed to this ad, including pulling up those saved audiences we talked about. Make sure that you're going through all of these individual settings and picking out what's going to be the best for you. Again, this was a quick show and tell not actually a full-blown campaign since I'm only spending $10 to do this. Now I'm going to add the content. I uh, just inserted images from the page. That way the look was the same as the organic post. Everything comes up there for you. It tells you what's going to work and what's not going to work. Chose the correct image and then entered the content that went along with that image. Make sure you're getting it to the website you want people to go to, and then have a good headline that will hopefully draw people in. And then after this headline is, to me, the most important part, the call to action. What do you want them to do? And make sure that aligns with what you're trying to do. So in this case, we're trying to get people to subscribe to an email list. And then we were able to preview it. So two days after this ran, then we have our data. And as you can see here, not a whole lot of data to work with because we only spent the $10 here and I didn't really spend a lot of time with refining the audience. But it gives me all sorts of things that I can go off and then I know if I got subscribers. Hi, I'm Kyleen and you're listening to an episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. 
Do you want to subscribe to the Small Business Saturdays podcast? Head over to smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. There are tons of ways to subscribe. Click on your favorite and grab all the information about growing your small business. Okay, so there, there's the end of the video there, guys. Uh, first off, could everybody hear it? Um, that, that was my first question, like I said, trying something new and, and seeing how that worked for us today. But uh, if you could hear it, let me know. Uh, just uh, post a comment down there. And uh, Kimberly, good morning. Thank you for joining us and uh, tuning in. And, and thanks for your comment earlier. Like I said, I, I plan on using that if, uh, if that's all good with you. So I'm um, looking forward to that. But uh, all right. So um, if you could hear the video, like I said, go ahead and uh, comment and let me know that you were able to just hear that little quick two-minute video that uh, that we played, and uh, I will uh, wait for that. But uh, while I'm waiting for you guys to make those comments there, uh, if you could uh, just make sure that you head on over. Yep. Okay. Will said, uh, only just tuning in, and I could hear it. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Uh, will said, works just fine. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Okay. Well. Let's let's dive right into this here today, talking about metrics. You know, we can come back and uh, talk about the different things that uh, that we talked about the Facebook thing. You know, feel free to reach out to me anytime you want, and and uh, we can go through some of that stuff together and uh, see what's gonna work for you. And uh, oh, good, my my wife's actually tuning in this morning. Let's see if I can get that comment up there. Good morning, sweetie. Hopefully, uh, you guys are doing well. Um, all right, so. Um, Let's let's dive in. Sorry, I keep getting distracted by the shiny objects. Uh, that is my uh, my weakness. So that's okay. Um, so first off, today's uh, suggestion was knowing what business metrics to measure, and that was a question that came from A and E Magazine. And um, I appreciate them sending me that question. Uh, I'm going to type up a, a reply for them and and post that. Uh, they post that in their e newsletter. And um, anyways, uh, so if you want to go ahead and sign up for that e-newsletter, if you just head over to my website, aaronmontgomery.info slash aenews, um, that will get you to the link that you can sign up for their newsletters as well as uh, uh, there. So thanks very much to A&E Magazine for giving us this topic today. Um, secondly, uh, Ron, good morning. And uh, everybody else checking in, Todd, Ron, everybody. Um, <laughs> All right. Julia says, I'm planning to subscribe to your emails, but I had issues on my phone and I hadn't gotten a computer just yet. It, Julia, thank you so much for uh, for that. And I appreciate your uh, interest in subscribing. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking around my camera here so I can get to some of the comments. I should have set this up slightly differently, but that's OK. We're going to have some fun today. Um, and really the important part here is I need your guys' participation today. Um, I'd love to hear throughout this, you know, I'll get taken away by the shiny objects and that's totally fine. We're going to have some fun with that. Uh, but I, I want to know what metrics you guys are measuring on, on the regular. What's, what's your, what's your go-to, you know, what do you, at the end of the night, before you go to bed, what do you look at? Or, or, or every week before you start your week, what do you look at? Or, or every month when you go, okay, what's this month of success? What is it that you look at? What do you do religiously um, to figure out if your business is a success? So, um, I want your participation throughout. Don't worry about what I'm saying. Go ahead and throw up whatever you want, whenever you want, and uh, we'll try to get to all of it here. And uh, if you are watching this from somewhere else, uh, you know, I shared it in a couple of places. 
but unfortunately the software that I use, you can only, I can only see your comments if you're watching from facebook.com slash Aaron Montgomery dot info. So uh, make sure you just head over there, facebook.com slash Aaron Montgomery dot info to the videos page, and then you can, uh, your comments will be posted, but, but I'm getting a lot of them already. So you guys are probably, I got Alice, I got uh, Ron checking in, Todd, like I said, it, thank you guys so much. I, I really appreciate uh, everybody being here today and, and participating. So let's let's dive in. Are you guys ready? Um, so when it comes to metrics, when, when I'm thinking about metrics, and again, like I said, bring those bring those comments and, and what you guys measure, but uh, <laughs> oh, Todd, see, there's a shiny object. Talk about shiny objects. I'm here. Let's get that. Up. I'm working with reflective heat transfer vinyl today. Ooh, I want to see that, Todd. Post that somewhere so we can see what you come up with. All right. That'll be good stuff. Um, and, and Jerry, tuning in. Good morning, Jerry. All right. Todd says job board, folders, and weekly department reports. Good stuff. Okay. So we'll, we'll come back to some of these too. So, you know, like I said, keep commenting. Even if you don't see me post it up there, I, I will come back to them and get to them here. Um, I want to cover the quick things that I had and, 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 hopefully bring some things in throughout. Um, all right. So when you're thinking about a business metric, um, the probably the most important business metric to to look at as a business is is profit. You know, that's obviously the key to successful business. You know, if you're not measuring your profit, then you probably don't have a business or, or might not have one for long because that's the whole point of of a business is making a profit. Profit is not a dirty word. And, and, and this is not me talking down to you or, or anything like that. It, it's just reality. If you don't know how much profit you're making, and even if you're not making a profit, that doesn't mean anything. But if you're not measuring it to work towards making a profit, then you, you have a hobby. And, and that's totally not a bad thing either. So that's still a positive thing. If you, you want a hobby and it makes you happy and you can support it, fantastic. I'm all about that. I think that's great. You know, I do lots of things in my life that uh, are pretty much considered a hobby, even though sometimes I think they're a business uh, because, again, I'm not measuring the profit of that. I'm not to that point in that business to do that. So it's it's a hobby. It's something fun. Heck, the podcast that that I do, uh, Two Regular Guys, that's a hobby. Um, you know, th this might even be a hobby because uh, there's really no profit to it. But there are certain profits that I can measure. So, um what we're talking about today is small business Saturdays, not small hobby Saturdays. So profit is the number one thing. And then beyond profit, there are some core metrics that uh, people point to cash flow, accounts payable, accounts receivable, direct costs, operating margins, cash burn rates. I mean, you could find hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of things that uh, um, you could measure in, in your business. Uh, there's a couple of great articles and um, I actually posted them here at, at this link. So if you go to aaronmontgomery.info slash links, uh, you can see a couple of, of good articles about metrics to measure. And uh, we're going to have lots of great metrics to measure from, from you guys today. Uh, Will's already joining in with some great stuff. So um, that's not necessarily where I want to head with this today. Uh, definitely what I want to provide to you are some keys to then taking those profits and using them to help your business then we'll come back and you know cover all of the the uh, metrics that you guys talked about so this is fantastic this is going to be great um so let's let's get into that uh so the first thing that i want to do as, as i talk to you guys about um 
Oh, here we go. And then I want this to scroll. See, I'm producing while talking. Not always a great idea, <laughs> but it's, it's still a hobby. Anyhow. All right. So let's let's first off define gross profit versus net profit. Many of you guys probably know this, probably even know this better than I do. But but I want to kind of get that basis in our heads here. So gross profit is the sales dollars that you make per whatever, in this case, per order, less the direct costs of making or providing that product. You know, so uh, let's say I'm selling a shirt. You know, I sell the shirt for $20. The shirt cost me $2. The decorating hard goods like the ink, the transfer paper, the reflective vinyls cost me a uh, dollar. Uh, then the direct labor to produce that shirt, my time that I would pay myself to make that shirt specifically, not the, the labor around that, but just the direct labor to produce that shirt, maybe that cost me $2. So that means my gross profit on that $20 shirt is $15 gross profit. Uh, just numbers I'm using for easy math because I'm horrible at math. Um, so that doesn't, you know, if you're not making $15 per shirt, don't go, oh my God, I'm going to go out of business. That that This is just random numbers. So don't worry about that part. So that's that's what you'd call gross profit. Now, net profit on the other side of that is your gross profit less your other company overhead figures, your fixed costs. And, and, and then those fixed costs divided up per unit per however you're measuring in that particular net profit case. So um, you know, these would be things like your administrative salaries, the taxes you pay, your marketing, your rent, your cell phone, your, you know, whatever it, it is that your costs are associated with running your business. So then you take that gross profit number, which back to our T-shirt example was was $15 that you calculated for each shirt. And then you take and calculate for each shirt that you produce what those fixed costs are divided out by the number of shirts that you've created over any given period of time. So again, for easy math, in my example, maybe my fixed cost is $5 per shirt of, of fixed costs. So then that makes my net profit $10, okay? Again, made up numbers, your percentages can be higher or smaller. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day, honestly. Your percentages can be higher or smaller than somebody else's business and you can still make the same amount of money. So that, 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 you know, keep that all in perspective as you're looking at these things. So the reason that I wanted to kind of define those things is it's going to be important to what I talk about here next. So um, the metric that I have always kind of liked from, from my marketing perspective, something that I always wanted to review in different previous lives um, is, I don't know. I don't know if it's a metric I made up, but but I made up the name for it at least. <laughs> so I call it the core partner comparison. Um, and, and what that is, is that I, I want to take and I want to look at the gross profit on the top 20% of my customer base. It doesn't necessarily have to be the top 20%, but um, maybe we've heard of the 80-20 rule, things like that. So 20% is probably a good good gauge at least, you know, but, but really what I'm looking for is the customers who I really love to do business with the ones that mean the most to my business, the ones that connect with us the most, you know, maybe these are the people that are your, your influencers and things like that, that are coming back and, and telling people about it. Basically you're looking for some sort of a, a way to group people together that are people that you want and, and customers that you want more of. All right. So, First, that's the first part of this. And then, so let's say I've got that group together now and I look at them and on average, the gross profit margin, and again, gross profit is what I'm looking at here, is, is 
again, easy math number. So don't, don't worry if your number's not like that. So, and, and now I want you to take that number and then compare it to the other 80% of your customers. Okay. And, and basically then segment them out. So, th so the ones that fall under that gross profit margin um, that aren't in your core group of, of customers, uh, I want you to go and raise their prices uh, immediately, maybe. But uh, I, my suggestion is to raise their, your, their prices and then either let them self-terminate if they don't like the new prices or you'll be making a little bit more money off of them and get them to a point. Uh, so, so, so the ones that are under raise their prices, then the ones that are same or higher. Now you got to do a little bit more work. So you, you got to figure out why they don't fall into your core partner group. Um, maybe they just don't order enough. And, and so you put those customers on a target list that, uh, you work to build their business, um, and, and work to speak to them more directly. Uh, so, but maybe the flip side of that is maybe they're just hard to deal with and they're not the type of customers that you want because it's not the type of business that you really love doing. Well, even if they are at that gross profit number or even above, maybe it's time to fire those people or maybe it's time to raise their prices even more and let them self-terminate again. Um, you know, so, so that's, that's something that I wanna look at. And, and again, I call it the core partner comparison. And, um, you know, so this is something that I would probably review monthly, depending on where my business is at. It's something that I, I want to kind of just have a good idea of that, that I'm working with the right folks over and over again. And then I would maybe plan for sweeping actions like raising prices every six months to a year. All right. So there's my number one. Uh, in, any comments or questions about that, please, please let me know. Um, my number two and this is not uh, and this is not something that I've made up at all. This is something that you're going to find out there uh, pretty regularly if you're looking for anything on on metrics at all. But but I really do like this metric, and, and understand that I'm I'm a, typically a marketing guy, so I'm coming at a lot of the stuff I do from a marketing perspective. An operations guy, somebody that's involved in that, might look at other things uh, a little more frequently. But for me, number two is uh, customer acquisition cost, or CAC for short. Yeah, let's see if I have a, there we go. Um, a little fun little graphic there. So, and I missed it on the first one. So anyhow, this, this metric to me kind of gets brushed off a lot because it sounds a little bit out there to me. I, I, again, maybe this is just me and this is the way my brain works, but I feel like small businesses tend to brush off this metric more than they maybe should. And I think small businesses need to manage this more than, than even the larger businesses do because we have a smaller resource pool to work from. So however much it costs us to get new customers, I need to know that like in detail, in great detail. Um, so how we're going to do this, the, the way that, that you're going to find, get your CAC or customer acquisition cost and, or, you know, a more easy way to say that would be how much does it cost me to get a new customer? <laughs> so I, I want to basically take and look at how I'm getting new customers and, and define categories for the actions that those customers took to become new customers. Now, you're you're sitting there going, uh, duh, Aaron, the action they took was to buy product from me. Yes, I get that. Totally, totally understand that. So that's the ultimate action that they took. But what's the path that they took to get there? Did they start finding you on Facebook through a Facebook ad? And, and how much energy and time did you have to work on the onboarding process and, and getting them to be a customer? You know, so so clearly define that those paths in different categories. Where did they start? What did that cost you to do? 
And, and so now I'm going to get those into different categories. Then once we get in, into categories, um, then we want to, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm missing my, <laughs> my mark here. I had a couple notes to keep me on track and then I looked at a shiny object, blah, blah, blah. This is Aaron in, in a nutshell, folks. <laughs> All right. So, um, so I want to determine those, those, those costs, like I said, so I'm getting back to where I was uh, actually at. Google ads, Etsy ads, et cetera. Yes. Perfect, Brittany. And see, I got to put that up there. Yep. Th those are your costs. So I want to categorize those into, into those paths or into those categories. You know, maybe it's even the samples that you printed. Maybe it's the expense on cold calling. I don't know if anybody actually does that anymore. Maybe it's the expense of going to a networking event. Um, and then like when we talked about budgeting in our business plan thing back in the summertime, I also want to look at the time. Um, and, and put some value on that time. So I want to understand what my time budget is there too, but then I need to take my time budget and convert that into money. Uh, so with that, what I want to do is, is convert that into money by saying, how much would it cost me to have somebody else do that? Okay. So not take, you know, my hourly rate is $300 an hour and it took me an hour. No, no, no. How much would it cost you for 15 minutes of somebody that that would be their job? Not to say that that has to, you have to go hire somebody. I'm just saying calculate it that way so you get a, a, an understanding of of kind of more reality as opposed to you know a number that you just can't compute and everything's going to be way out of whack for you. Okay, so now that we've got the the cost and we divided that in by the number of new customers over a certain period of time, that gives us our customer acquisition cost. Pretty simple. Seems seems more complicated than it is, but I think it's pretty simple. But then what I want to talk about is, um, oh yeah, there we go, Julia. Thank you for for pointing that out. I, I you know, and, and and honestly, I don't think most people do. And um, and the reason why I think about it is because I've made this mistake. And and here here's where I made this mistake. This was years ago when I was involved in direct to garment printing. Um, and we were selling directed garment printers and we used to make bazillions of samples all of the time and lots of them and, and then even send out big kits and packs and um and and it just kept happening and we we're like okay well this is great we're getting new customers and everything's going good but we came to find out that we were actually just giving shirts to people that didn't necessarily need a shirt they just wanted a free shirt so we had to kind of get that expense under control but because we weren't measuring the cost of the samples um we, we had no idea that it was getting out of hand as quickly as it did so um yes thank you for bringing that up as, as a point that uh, uh worth worth showing um all right so back to where where, where i was here so i've got that but now how do i take that customer acquisition cost and help make it help my business. You know, it's great to understand that. And yes, we can adjust some things. But what I really want to do is I want to take and then compare each of those categories that we laid out at the front of this and, and understand which ones netted you the most value for the, the cost. You know, which paths need to have the cost reduced? Maybe like the sample thing. Yes, you still want to be doing samples, but we need to put something in place and work on a way to maybe reduce the cost because those have gotten out of hand and they're just not netting enough new customers per the cost. Or, you know, maybe you ran a competition and you were giving something away, you know, and, and, and that something you were giving away was pretty expensive. Could you run a competition and give something away that's a little less expensive? So 
Um, <laughs> Jerry said, I loved getting your free shirts. Yes. Uh, and not that, not that that was a bad thing. We certainly enjoyed people getting out there and there was some branding opportunity to that. But when it gets to be such a massive expense that it's hurting your business, you know, you need to kind of tweak that a little bit and make sure you're getting shirts to people that are, that are qualified buyers or somebody that can at least help your business by showing it off and talking you up and things like that. So, um, all right. So we've, we've kind of reviewed these categories, we've compared them and, and then we're going to kind of basically understand, okay, here's what I need to do more of. Here's what I need to do less of. And even better yet, it gives me a third thing that I can do with this number. The customer acquisition number is it gives me a target budget for some brand new category that I haven't even tried yet. So maybe all you've done is, is word of mouth kind of marketing and you're ready to, to add in some social media marketing or some Google ads or something like that. Well, what does it cost you for what you were getting right there per person? Okay, so if, if that cost is $5, again, just for easy math, well, and then I want my Facebook ads to bring me 10 customers, then I should probably plan to budget $50 and then make sure that that works, you know, that those kinds of things work. So it gives me a target budget as well as understanding what I'm currently doing is, is working or not. All right. So those are the two. Those are my summary, uh, the, the, my summary of, of this whole thing before I get back into what you guys had. And, and again, there's some great stuff. So um, keep that stuff coming. I'm going to pop this back up. Um, so you guys keep, keep bringing those comments, but Number one, measure your net profit uh, or you don't have a business, you have a hobby. Totally under, totally not a, not a talking down thing again. Um, number two, measure the gross profit, gross profit of your core customers to find the right customers to work with. A uh, little quick bonus, and I'll talk about this at the very end. Uh, more to come on that next week. I've got a gentleman joining me that I'm really excited about that's going to help us with some, some uh, finding the right customers kind of thing. Number three, we are going to measure the cost, uh, sorry, customer acquisition cost to drive you towards the right marketing strategies for your business. And then number four, and this is something I haven't covered yet, but this is where we're going to get into this. There are hundreds of different metrics out there that you can, or maybe even should be measuring. The important thing here is that you are, are setting a time to do that and you're continuously reviewing those metrics. And, and, and it's okay to adjust and change your metrics from time to time because you want the metrics you look at to be focused on the most important parts of the stage that your business is in. So for example, if you're in a grow your business stage, then you probably want to be focusing on metrics to the things like numbers of new customers, marketing, you know, customer happiness, all, all sorts of different kind of front facing kind of things. But maybe you're happy with the size of your company and you'd like to make your company a little bit more profitable and you're kind of in a, a more of a, mature stage, um, then then maybe the numbers that you're looking for there are measuring your operating expenses, figuring out defect rates, figuring out how to uh, become more efficient in your production, working with your employees to monitor and manage and help them manage doing their job the best, you know, things like that. So your metrics are going to vary. So now with that being said, I want to go back and see how far I need to go back down into the comments here. Um, all right, let's see here. First one. Okay, Will. Sorry, I got to look around my camera to <laughs> push this up there. So Will Hanky, if you guys don't know Will, R Will is with uh, redcanoemedia.com. And he was on uh, on the 5th of January, I think it was the date that he joined us and, and talked all about SEO 
and uh, and some great information and tools there for him. So again, go check out Will over at uh, redcanoemedia.com. But his metrics were keyword rankings, overall traffic, which pieces of content got the most view, lead-ins, and clients signed. Okay, so those are some fantastic metrics. Certainly in the world that he lives in there and SEO and marketing and all that great stuff. So let's see here. Um, Brittany was, uh, we were talking about the different categories and, and I think I mentioned this at the time, but she said Google ads, Etsy ads, et cetera. Yep. Those are the categories and understanding where those, those get through. Um, let's see here. <laughs> here we go. Jerry says my lack of self-promotion has always been my problem. How can we measure this? Well, actually, uh, Actually, Jerry, you can measure this uh, very easily. So here, here's how you measure that, Jerry, is you, you go and pick, pick a time frame, maybe give yourself a month so you can kind of have a bigger data set to look at. And um, every time you self-promote, every time you, you tally that, okay? And then every time you've tallied that self-promotion, at the end of that time period, so maybe, like I said, maybe that's a month, and you actually self-promoted six times this month, five times this month, then figure out how many new customers you got from that self-promotion. Maybe it's zero, maybe it's just one, you know, and, and look at this data over a period of time, but there will be some correlation there, all right? So that that's, that's how you can measure that. I mean, again, metrics, maybe, again, maybe this is me, but metrics to me always sound like a real, like, oh my God, that's not for me kind of thing. I'm not a math guy. I'm not an accounting guy. You know, I'm a marketing guy. I'm kind of a out there kind of guy. But metrics are super important because it actually helps us come back and understand, you know, yes, go with your gut. But at the same time, make sure that your gut's right. <laughs> because every once in a while, we need to not go with our gut. So there we go. So Ron says, now we're talking. Ron, Ron which, uh, which things was I finally talking about that I didn't get to? Are you an operations kind of guy? Uh, yeah. So, um, anybody else got any other metrics that are very important to your business? What is it that, that, uh, you measure on a daily basis that I didn't cover here today? All right. So go ahead and pop those things up there. If they come up there, um, I'll get to them before we close out today. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're right up against the, the normal 30 minutes. It was funny. My wife said, Oh, I thought these things were going to be 15 minutes. I'm like, really? You know me. The fact that I'm getting him in 30 minutes is uh, pretty amazing sometimes. So, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I love having you guys uh, talk about the things that, that are important to you. Ooh, th this is Ron. This is fantastic. I, I, a hundred percent agree with this. Ron, Ron Goodwin, Goodwin graphics, fantastic guy. And I've had a chance to, to meet him and, and uh, I think he does a fantastic job with his business, somebody to, to emulate, I, I would say. Um, he says, a common mistake I see is putting customer acquiring ahead of, ahead of customer retention. I would totally agree with that, Ron. And, and like I said, I, I think that's really huge. I am, in fact, I'm teaching a seminar at, at DAX in all the DAX shows about uh, being customer centric equals more profits, which means keep those customers happy and let them do all the things that, that you need to grow your business. Um, I think my point with customer acquisition and why I wanted to look at that too, though, is some, some folks that we're talking to here maybe don't even have enough customers to keep them, uh, you know, to, to, to build. They're keeping them happy. And certainly, 
you know, they've got a few customers to get them going. But if we're we're really just starting up, I need to acquire some customers too. So yes, don't don't let the acquisition of customers get in the way of measuring your customer retention because that is definitely more important. But if you don't have enough customers to to get to where you want to go and you do have to acquire some, then then definitely look at some of those things. All right, Julia's got one here. Oh, ha ha. Todd, right along the same lines of what we were talking about. And then I'll get to you, Julia. Thank you, guys. Uh, customer comments, keep them happy and they keep coming back. Yes, monitor those customer comments. Do a survey. Um, one of my consulting customers, uh, pickthegift.com, we just did a uh, kind of how did things go on the holiday? What could we do better kind of survey? And uh, the feedback has been tremendous. And, and to be able to go back and use that is like, okay, here's what we got to focus on to continue to do better by our, our customers. That information is, is invaluable. And if they're good customers, they're willing to give that to you freely because they know it's going to help them as well. All right. Julia says, I think it's very important to look at which customers are worth your time and effort and which ones are not. It took me about nine months to realize that. Uh, that is a fantastic point, Julia, definitely. And that's why I talked about, you know, <laughs> some of us are not, some of us meaning this guy right here, <laughs> uh, are not uh, all that comfortable with saying no or, or firing people or, 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 or kind of those kinds of things. So, you know, using the tools that you have available to you to help them walk themselves out of the door, you know, like I said, raising your prices to a point where it's just not worth it for them to do business with you anymore. Or if they do do business with you, it's worth your time and working with them if you didn't want to. Um, you know, so some of those things, uh, but again, it, it's certainly not a negative thing to just to be honest and open with somebody that, you know what? the expectations of what you want and what I can provide just are not going to match up. And, you know, I, I want you to be happy and successful and you're clearly not happy and successful working with me. So here are some options for you that maybe these people can help fill your expectations and then give them to your competitors or, or just give them to somebody who might be able to do that for them. You know, it, it's not that you have to you know, stick it to them. It, it, it's, it just isn't the right fit. You know, it, in a way it's kind of like, it's kind of like a, a marriage or, or finding a, a relationship. You know, you're not going to be the right fit for everybody that you come across. You know, I, um, I, I am divorced. You know, I wasn't the right fit for my first wife. She's a fantastic person. It doesn't make either of us bad people. Um, it's just that we weren't a right fit, you know, and, and I found the right fit in, in my wife. So any, anyhow, um, yes, Ron, a hundred percent agree. And, and I'm definitely not trying to uh, take away from anything with the customer retention. If you pamper those few, they spread the love. So, uh, I, I completely agree. I think uh, the most underserved marketing that we do as, as businesses across the board, um, big, small, or indifferent, is the um, word of mouth marketing, actually setting that up as part of your marketing planning and, and how you do that. So, um, Will, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us and, and uh, have a great weekend yourself. We finally got some good weather here in St. Louis. So uh, uh, Jerry will... Uh, and, and I'm not sure the rest of you guys that went through the polar vortex, uh, if you're getting some good weather finally too. So um, I love that. Make them walk away on their own. And, and again, make them walk away in a positive experience. It's not that you're sticking it to them. It's not that, you know, it's just, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't fit. So good stuff. Okay, guys. Um, if there's anything else, we'll get to it for sure. But um, I want to let you get back to your Saturdays. I need to get to Home Depot because I have to build a shelf in the laundry room today. Um, 
So, but here's what I want to just kind of tell you for, for next week is I've got another guest joining me. Um, been blessed to have some fantastic guests already. Will, who's in here today, Dan Vincent, uh, the strengths finders the week after that. Uh, next week, I'm going to have a gentleman that actually will help me meet. Um, and Dale, uh, I'm going to uh, totally butcher his last name, but it's uh, Furt Furtwingler, F-U-R-T-W-E-N-G-L-E-R. And uh, Dale is going to join us to talk about the profile of your ideal customer. And uh, you're going to love him. I I've really, uh, just in the short amount of time that I've got to know him, uh, he's a really great guy. He's got a super positive outlook and brings an amazing calm to, to the situation. Uh, so I just love talking to him. Uh, he's got some books out there that I've been reading, things like that. So um, if you want to learn a more, little more about him in advance, just go to the website that's up there right now, teachingconfidence.com. That's his his website. And 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 why teaching confidence helps you find the ideal customer and, and actually pricing your products correctly is uh, you, you've got to start with having the confidence in yourself to choose those things, to, to choose the correct customers, to choose the correct price point to sell what you're worth, you know. So tune in next week and um, also uh, it, feel free to uh, shoot me an email if you have any questions, comments or things you'd like to talk about. Um, and, and thank you guys so much for joining me and for being part of this. Again, I know I'm the one here on the video. But you guys and what you bring to the table uh, is is the most valuable piece of all of this, and I very much appreciate that. So next week, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific time, we will do this again. And uh, Julia, you're absolutely welcome. Uh, thank, thank you so much for, for your points and, and, and for making me think. Oh, you know what? Darn it. Shoot. I forgot one thing. Can we go back to it? <laughs> Um, I said at the beginning that uh, Kimberly Cap uh, had had mentioned on, on a comment on one of the shared posts that I had that um, she looks at how the products are being viewed. So she's got some, uh, I believe, and uh, if I'm not getting this right, Kimberly, if you're watching, go ahead and, and, and share. But uh, I believe she's got some, <laughs> there, there she is. You're, you're welcome, Kimberly. Thank you. But um, she's got an e-commerce business and uh, and she monitors the views how many people are looking at each of those products and uh, within that monitoring um, she's going to take that information and then use the ones that get the most views to go out and set up the social media ads that she needs to do or or, or the google ads or whatever that she's going to do with that so so there's another metric to measure to look at the products i think will had that in one of his kind of the uh, where people are going on your site and things like that. So um, using Google Analytics, you can find a lot of great data too for, for free. So um, Kimberly, if that's not what uh, what you had said, please uh, <laughs> please fix me. And uh, Ron, enjoy your weekend as well. And, and again, thanks for your great insight. Uh, don't forget the current customers. I, I love that and uh, and carry that torch with me as well. All right, guys, have a wonderful weekend and uh, tune in next week. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Small Business Saturday Podcast. We appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners. Tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community. You can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Thanks again for listening.